Let it grow and end its silence for the good of us all.
Okay, I hope you've been thinking about what do you want to bless. Wait, before you sit down, I didn't tell you to sit down. What is this? Is like Simon says. Before you sit down, turn around, say hello to somebody. If they're from Texas, welcome them anyways. And uh, all right, we're gonna do a little time of, of testimonies now. If you can, and that's the sound. Just so okay. I'm not slide okay, okay. person even less because they don't know what they're <laughs> Since you got to tell these guys okay. anyway. Thank you. We might have people squeeze in just a little bit. Okay. Because we just have enough. Yeah. We have just enough space to Why do you think, this is a chance, this is not a rhetorical question, I am looking for feedback. Why do you think God has us stop from time to time and remember and celebrate together? Why? What do you think? Why does God have us do that? Renews our faith. Okay, it renews our faith. All right, it produces joy within us, and he gets to enjoy that as well. Watching us, very good. What else? We forget. Ooh. Yeah, that's okay. You get credit for it. We forget. It helps us remember, doesn't it? Hmm. What else? Remembering the past gives us hope for the future. Okay, very good. We remember his faithfulness. You know, everybody reflects, don't they? Ask anybody that's been through anything traumatic or something that's just absolutely wonderful. Everybody reflects, but not everybody reflects theologically, do they? How is it that we drive down the road and we um, have a blowout on our tire, we pull over to the side of the road, and we stop and get out, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to be late for work, and, you know, I'm, I'm not dressed to change the tire. Somebody pulls up behind us and says, here, let me do that. I'm a mechanic. So they change the tire, and we maybe give them a gift and say thank you, and five minutes later we're on the road. We get back on the road, and we, we're not, the adrenaline calms down, and we, uh, we made it safe, and nothing happened. But we, ever, we never stopped and said, where was God in the middle of that? That's something we hardly ever do. It's very easy not to do that. 
We reflected, but we didn't think theologically. Paul, everywhere he went, he was always operating under the idea that God was either working in him or through him, most of the time both. And so he was always reflecting on what God is doing. One of my professors said one time that um, <clears throat> what happens in this life is not by accident. It's designed to prepare us for a deeper relationship with the Lord. There's a class that you take in college called music appreciation. Everyone can listen to Beethoven and enjoy the music, but there are some that study Beethoven and they enjoy it even more. They enjoy his work even more as an example. Pick any of the arts and you could use this analogy. And so the more we study what he did, the more we appreciate what he produced. That's why it's called music appreciation. And life is grace appreciation. It should be. It should be a time where we reflect on what the Lord is doing and we grow in our appreciation of what he has done. Theological reflection. So for those of you that have been through hard times, as Mark mentioned, your, uh, your appreciation for his grace is growing. Some of you have lost loved ones. Some of you have found out that you have illnesses that are serious. For those of you that have kind of been on the other end of that pendulum swing and have seen God act in particularly joyful ways. For instance, I had a granddaughter born two days ago. I hope I just didn't steal my wife's thunder. <laughs> Hannah, two days ago, and uh, I, how could I not help but just stop and thank the Lord? I've been praying for nine months, and here she is, and I'm holding her. If you're on Facebook, look at my page. You'll see pictures of her, right? And so both of those are evidence of the Lord at work, and they produce things in us that are wonderful. And to share this as a community of faith is a time when we stop and explore who God is and what God has done and how he's at work. And that's what we want to do today. I want us as a congregation to stop throughout the year and share what's going on. So I'm going to start. Nancy and I are. Yep. I know. I, I, I limited. I gave me a minute and gave her 15 seconds. <laughs> She's grabbing the mic already. <laughs> we, um, a year and a half ago, I made the decision to leave Denver Seminary. Um, I just wanted to get back into pastoral ministry, what God had uh, built me for, equipped me for, gifted me for. So I resigned my position at the seminary, having no idea where I was going to go. Uh, with Nancy's blessing, of course. I didn't surprise her. And so we stepped out of a, a very good job. Uh, at a very good school, very good institution, and uh, went through six months. <laughs> See somebody in the back there doing this, one of one of their board members, and um, and it's a fantastic school. Uh, the president is a good friend of mine. He was a faculty. He was one of my professors at Dallas Seminary. He asked me to come, and I just went to him and said, "You know, you asked me to do a job, and I did it. Now I want to get back to what God has made me to do." And so I resigned and went through six months, not sure where we we're going to end up, and here we are. And so that's one of the things that God did in our life, which was really significant and powerful and traumatic for us. All of a sudden, here we are and loving every minute of it. It's just been fun to watch Jim operate more in the area of his training and his gifting than he's been able to for a while and watch him just enjoy it and have fun. And he can't wait to go to work and be with people and meet with you all. And I've just enjoyed... Uh, 
the process of beginning to get to know some of you and spending time with you and uh, learning what it means to not just visit but live in the high mountains and everything just keeps changing. So the first year is going to be really interesting. And also we're just uh, so thankful for our new granddaughter, Hannah, and also for our future daughter-in-law, Jackie, because our son Drew got engaged on Thanksgiving Day up at Sapphire Point with his girlfriend of five years, Jackie. So we're looking forward to that probably early August next summer. So, so that's what God did in our lives. About you. What about you? <laughs> I'm Amber Franzi. Some of you know me as Amber Vosser, Lauren and Wendy's daughter. And um, about this time last year, God blessed us with a little tiny baby. And um, we were in my women's Bible study. We were going through a book called When Life and Beliefs Collide. And sometimes God is a kinesthetic teacher, and he lets us experience that in real life. And so that little baby uh, passed on to heaven um, Valentine's Day um, last year. And we actually had a friend from second grade uh, who I used to invite to church, and maybe she became a Christian at that time. I don't know. But she was at our house during that time, and through that, they were able to see that our faith was not shaken, that we love our God if he gives or he takes away, and it's up to him what he does, um, and we're very grateful that we now have a baby um, that's four months in the womb, and we have one in heaven as well, and God was very gracious to um, affirm that our first baby was in heaven, and he did that through the body of Christ, from scripture people shared, from a piece of artwork that someone had no idea what it was, but I knew what it was, and it was our baby being held in Jesus' hand. So praise God that he's there in the hard times and the good times. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I'm Sandy Brantley. Um, I, on December 19th, I celebrated the eighth, um, my eighth second chance day from a bad car accident. Um, wasn't told I'd walk again, but I'm still here causing trouble and very proud of that. Um, wasn't real sure why I was still here, but in October, everything kind of fell together and uh, I made the decision to um, go to Denver Seminary and get my master's in chaplaincy and counseling to help other traumatic brain injury and spinal cord injury survivors. And a lot of that was because of Jim's teaching. Hey, guys. Um, let me stand up, babe. <laughs> Make my wife stand up. I think it, I'd, we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't speak up and just say um, that we're so grateful for this church. And um, a little over a year ago, we moved here seeking community. And um, that was the primary reason for us to move here. And we have old friends and new that have come along and a uh, good Christian community throughout. And we're closer to family, so we get to spend a good time with family there too. And he's just blessed us tremendously over the last year with home and 
um, everything else, and um, the glory goes to him. It's, uh, it's him through and through, from jobs to homes to community. So um, thanks for being a great church, and thanks for being a great family, too. So, Oh, I'm Zach. <laughs> this is my wife, Mallory. Zach and Mallory. This is the quiet half of the yeah, congregation. Not all at once. Oh, there's now we're now we're popping. Now we're talking. My name is Jacques. This is my wife Cheryl of 28 years. We got our best Christmas present this year in June when our daughter uh, married her new husband Justin, and just wanted to say that that was an answer to prayer uh, over decades. Uh, mostly as a result of my wife, the prayer warrior who prayed for our daughter, a godly husband, and God answered this summer. So Christmas in June. It's brutal being a parent with children, isn't it? Boy, you just have to pray a lot for them. <laughs> I'm Tim. Um, I don't, for those of you who don't know me, the whole blessing of my wife, Linda, is just beyond compare. Um, the, other, uh, the other aspect is that I am still here. <laughs> that is a bloody <laughs> uh, Many people think that I've got nine lots, but actually I've got like 15 or 20. <laughs> but uh, over the years, athletically and uh, just having fun stuff is... God has preserved my life through many, many instances, which really are miraculous. And I could start with when I was a kid, ski racing downhill and uh, falling and <clears throat> going into the trees at about 60 miles an hour, ending up just sitting between two really big aspen. Or how about the hang gliding time when I was flying backwards about 50 feet off the ground and... Uh, calling out to God going, you know, I really need a little less wind right now. And uh, just elevated straight down, landed on my feet. Or how about the uh, <laughs> ice boat instant? Oh, thanks for reminding me about that one. I go in ice boating out here on Dillon and uh, having nice five-inch thick ice everywhere on the whole lake, except for this one little patch where there was about one inch, and the ice boat went through that. But I was going fast enough, the Lord just kind of sailed me right across that thin part and out onto the thick ice again. Those are the kind of things God does without you even knowing it on a daily basis. Like we were talking about uh, cars. <clears throat> the time that uh, you might have had a flat tire and God gave you that. What a pain in the neck. But saved you from going, getting T-boned by a, a semi somewhere else. You never know. So praise God for the times that you are and the fact that you are still here. Yeah. <clears throat> Slow down a little bit, Tim. That's our suggestion.
I'm Maggie Butler, and um, this year God blessed me by um, giving me the dream that I would grow up and be a theologist like Pastor Jim, and I was really blessed by that because this just helps me grow in my faith and know that I can really go overboard with my faith because God has blessed me so much. My little budding theologians. I have about three or four or five, nine, nine roughly in that age group girls that are regularly coming to me with questions that the rest of you should be asking, by the way. <laughs> Ron, one more and then we'll sing a couple of songs. I was just waiting. I had my eye on you. Hi, my name is Ron. This is my family, Leah and Amber and Evan. We came to um, Dillon Community Church as a result of Tom Frazier's youth ministry. My wife had done some research on the internet, and that's how we got here. I'm actually a Seventh-day Adventist. I attend, attend Copper Chapel on Saturdays and absorb the Sabbath from Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown. I was a lost, searching soul for 30 years following an Indian guru. And uh, my search for truth took me to India, only to find that um, I was worshiping the false Christ. I praise God for the Bible, the Holy Word, and the truth that has set me free and my family. And I thank God for Jim and Mark and Tom and all of you, my church family. Praise God. And the end, beginning and the end. 
the end The Godhead three in one Father, Spirit, Son The Lion and the Lamb The Lion and the Lamb How great is our God Sing with me next you'd like to praise God or reflect on something
we got two. There's one over here. I'm going to come here, then I'll come back to you, Nate. I saw you. My name's Laura, and like some of the other people before me, I really wanted to just thank God for this church and the people in it, and in particular, the Bible study that I do at night with Linda Rothwell for the last three years has just really, it seems like everyone we do is answering a question that I've had right before then, and the timing has just always been impeccable. And the song that we were just singing of I want more of you, God, that's what the Bible study just keeps leading me more and more to. And it's just been such a blessing in my life. And then the church on Sunday, just and having Jim here now, it's just really been great on helping me on my journey of faith and with God. And I just want to thank God for that. Thanks. Um, we first started coming here when Mark was interim pastor the first time, or I guess he was an interim pastor the second time, but uh, we, have, we seem to have a, a way of uh, coming to churches that are in some kind of turmoil. And what I wanted to talk about today was how the body reacts and how important it was to us to see many people in this body come together in spite of those challenges. And needless to say, that's what brought Jim to us, is our willingness to work together as a body and show our individual spirit. But there are so many people here that I look up to, and uh, so many people that have made a difference in my life. I wish I could be like them. I mean, think about the Schmidt family, what they've gone through. I mean, they're an amazing example to me. And Frank, Butler and, and Scott and Ron and all the people that I've gotten to know that have made a difference in my life, whether they know it or not. And I just want to let everybody know that this body is just amazing. It's what this church is about. It's your willingness to work together and to love each other and take care of each other. And uh, thank God for Jim. And uh, thank God for the congregation. Um, hello, my name is Nate, and this is my wife, Elkie, and we just want to be thankful this year for, it's been a good year for us as a family. Um, as you can tell, she's less than a year old. This is Naya, our little daughter. Um, she's just over five months old, and, uh, you know, this year has been a big change for us as a family, and um, we're relatively new to the area. We only moved, well, um, we've only been together here since October of last year, so um, there's been a lot of changes for us, and it's been really wonderful to have people around that maybe we don't know very well that have been here to uh, to support us and help us through a lot of things. We moved from our tiny little apartment to a slightly larger one, um, had a back surgery, had a lot of people from here in the congregation help us out with food during the back surgery, <clears throat> during that time. And, uh, you know, that was right when I was born. So it's been really hard on us, and at the same time, we're ending the year strong and healthy and hoping for a wonderful time next year. And we just thank God that he was there to, to help us and protect us and 
help us move forward. My name is Ward. Uh, we've lived in the community for almost long enough to be called locals now. Uh, it has been an awful 18 to 24 months in our family. And yet the Psalms tell us when God has been good, stand in the great congregation and tell of his goodness. If God hadn't brought us to a time of extreme crisis, crisis deep enough that, that many nights my prayers on the floor were just that. There were no words. They just escaped us. We didn't know what to do. We prayed. I didn't much care about living. I never doubted God, but I didn't know where we were going or what we were doing. People from this church came alongside and they helped. And a friend of mine back east who happens to be ordained as well said, read the Psalms. Read the mean Psalms. I had to call Tom back and ask what the mean Psalms were. I <laughs> told him I was absent that day. I didn't know. But we have been reading the Psalms. And God has brought about amazing change in our life, all of us. The rest of the story for the rest of the family isn't mine to tell, but my story is that God brought me to a place where there was absolutely no figment of control. A friend gave me a book, and the book said, if you ever thought you had control, no, you never did. And another friend along the way in the journey, she said, why, Ward, why would you want to doubt all the goodness that God has for you? Why would you want to doubt what he has to do with you? In the months since, many changes have come to our lives. My wife, I will tell this part, dear, my wife fell shortly after the original crisis, fell far enough that somebody may have been killed, but she only broke her leg. And you all circled around us, and, and we, uh, we even celebrated our 40th anniversary with friends who came in and somebody who cooked for us. But the larger story is, along the way, God helped me to let go of what I'd been doing for years. Let me go, let me helped me to let go of who I had been for years and said, I'm big enough. I've got it. I've given you the free will, and sometimes you stand in my way. But if you'll stand aside, I've got it. And I'll take you where I want you to be. In the meantime, I have stepped away from a company I founded. I hope I've stepped away from some of the ways that I've lived and whatever days and whatever moments he has for me, I give to him in service. And the company, well, it's going to have to go on on its own, for I don't do that anymore. I'm here to celebrate my surrender to God. He's given me another place to go and another place to be in ministry, and it's a challenge. But one of the last things I learned 
I hope I never cease learning, but one of the last things was, well, if it's easy, you might try to do it on your own. But if it's tough enough, you have to lean on me. That's where I want you. And that's where he has me. So the Psalms tell us to share in the great congregation what he's done. And I pray these have been his words. I just want to praise the Lord for bringing all of my family here to Summit County. Um, Todd and Juliet and their five children, and Rob and Darla are here with their two children. So all my grandchildren are right here in Summit County, and such a blessing for me, um, <clears throat> having lost my husband about a year and a half ago. And uh, it's just wonderful to have them all around. Um, and Zach, Zachary's the only one not here in Colorado. He's in Ireland working with a reconciliation ministry, helping people who are butting heads over religion and politics and trying to help integrate um, immigrants into the society there. He's learning a lot, and he's happy, so I'm... I'm blessed. I want to give God praise for that. Thank you. Um, only been here at DCC. Did a short stint back in the 2009-2010 winter season. Just finished up college at CSU. This past May, about the same time, our gym came and joined us. But I just wanted to be, just wanted to reflect on what this church family has meant to me. During this time in my life, I am sensing a vocation to singleness, one that I have fought tooth and nail, um, you know, because I guess every, every person, especially young 20-somethings like me, want to grow up, find the right, find the right spouse, get married, and have kids, but I, that may happen later in my life, but right now, that is not the case, and during this time, God has used this church family to show me that singleness and marriage are two sides of the same coin. So often in our culture especially, romantic love is uplifted as the highest form of love and that singleness is seen as a curse. But when we look, in, when we look at what Paul has wrote, we see just the opposite. Singleness can be seen as a gift. And... I'm very far away from my church, from my biological family. I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. Most of my family is in and around Nashville or around Houston, Texas. And God has really used a verse um, from Mark chapter 10, verses 29 and 30 that I just wanted to share with you guys because it's really kind of sums up what this church has meant to me during this season of my life. It fought, it, everyone knows the parable of the rich young man. But there's a passage at the very end of that that's very often overlooked and just wanted to share it, just felt called to share it, with, share it with you guys. I tell you the truth, Jesus replied, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields 
for me in the gospel will not fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present life. Homes, brothers, sisters, mother, children, and fields, and with them persecutions in this age, in this age and in the age to come, eternal life. And in the absence of my biological, biological kin, in the absence of a family of my own, God has used the kindness of this church to be my family. You guys have become my brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers. And truthfully, it means more to me than you guys know. It's helped me through seasons of loneliness, times when I feel like I wish I was closer to my family. I just really wanted to thank you guys for that. Excellent. Why don't we stand and sing another song together, and uh, we'll keep this moving. You might still have some more chance, another chance to tell your story. Grace in his eyes, if grace 
is an ocean we're all sinking so heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss in my heart it turns violently inside of mine and I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about for us to even imagine how, but you do. Thank you for expressing that to us and blowing into our lives like a hurricane. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks. You can be seated for a few moments. We have a special event. We have a small group here from one of our elementary schools. Diane Llewellyn is their director. Come on up. They're going to sing a couple songs they've been practicing. They asked to to sing for us, and this is going to be awesome. 
I'd like to take just a minute first to tell you a little bit about us. This, uh, we have about three more members than this. On, yep. Um, three more members than this. Uh, we meet at Dillon Valley School. We're not all Dillon Valley. We have some homeschoolers. We have someone from Summit Cove. Anybody in fourth or fifth grade who's interested, just um, ask me. I have forms for you to fill out. <laughs> it's free. Um, do we have fun? Yeah, yeah we have fun. Okay.
Boy, that's a tough act to follow. No, I'm only messing with you. Thank you, guys. Isn't that great? We've got some people in our community. It's one of the things I love about this community, investing in children. And that's a, a great win for us to enjoy those songs. And there's a song about Bethlehem. Maybe we can do another one in this songs here in the second where we can do another one about Bethlehem. I don't know. We started with one earlier. But I think it's time now. It's, it's 10 after. So we're going to go ahead and move into... Uh, our offertory and our communion time. Why don't you come and lead us through that, Pastor? You know, we call this a time of reflection. Let me tell you how I think about Sunday morning. Um, we get together, we spend time worshiping, we sing together, we uh, do all kinds of fun things. We greet one another. That's a time of preparation. I don't know about you, but I come often when I walk through the doors, much like you, I have to kind of center my thoughts. I just came from Denver last night visiting with my new granddaughter. Did I mention I have a new granddaughter? <laughs> and uh, you can see it on my Facebook page. <laughs> and um, so we've designed the first part of the service as a time of reflection, I mean, a time of preparation, a time to center our, our hearts, our spirits, to come together as a church. Because I know that you're coming from all over the universe and your experiences and what's happened. And then we spent some time in reflection. Today it was sharing with one another about what God has done and God's faithfulness. Sometimes it's spending time in his word. And we call that a sermon. I know that. But really what that is is a time to engage the Lord and reflect a little bit on who he is and what is he doing in our world and what is he doing with us and through us. And then we've created a time of response, which includes an offering. It includes, a, it includes communion. It includes a prayer time, things like that. That's a time where we can just say thank you to the Lord back. And I'm going to ask the ushers to come forward to collect the offering. And um, the offering, this is just a part of what church is. All of you give in a lot of different ways, and money is one of them. And we would just like to say thank you. For those of you that are doing year-end tax planning and are considering our church, thank you for that. The only thing you have to know is that make sure we have it before December 31st. It's either in our office or postmarked, and uh, you'll get credit this year for that. But in, aside from all that, we are grateful for each of you. And I've heard today, I learned a lot about our congregation listening to you share with one another how grateful you are for each other. That's how I feel. That's how Nancy feels. That's how our elders and staff feel. We are grateful for each of you. So let me pray for our offering. Father, this uh, offering that we're about to take and receive in your name, Lord, we are thankful for. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for meeting our needs. And Father, thank you for... Um, putting on the hearts of these people whatever it is that you want them to give. Thanks for blessing us and being rich with us. And thank you for allowing us the great privilege of using these resources and ourselves to share your glory with this uh, lost and broken county. In Jesus' name, amen. I would rather be no place I would rather be no place I would rather be here in your love here in your love no place I would rather be no place I would rather be no place I would rather be 
for communion, you've heard me mention the word Eucharist. I know that comes from some of your traditions, that term. That comes from the Greek verb Eucharisto. It's a compound verb. The word you means good, something good. We use that in our language. Euphoristic, for instance, euphemism, things of that. The word uh, charis, some of you may recognize, is the word for grace. It's a good grace, translated literally. And it really came to mean the idea of being thankful showing grace in a wonderful way. And so the Eucharist, what we call the communion, is it's, it's two-directional. God showing us grace through all that he's done through his son Jesus and us showing him grace or thankfulness for the same reasons, because of what he did. That's what communion is all about, is that uh, we come together as a community of faith and we proclaim the Lord's death, Christ said. We proclaim his death until he comes. But it's a way of expressing thanksgiving. It's a way of, of kind of wrapping our time together up where we, in the quietness of our own hearts, in the stillness of our own hearts, individually and as together, we say, Lord, we are grateful for your love for us as we've been singing, as we've been hearing about. That's what communion is all about. So the famous words um, from 1 Corinthians on the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this represents my body, which is broken for you. After supper, in the same way, he took the cup. And he said, this cup represents the new covenant in my blood. It has happened. He's come. He didn't forget us. This represents the new covenant in my blood. So we're going to do communion together. We're not going to have you come forward. We're going to pass communion. And we're going to ask you to hold the elements. And we'll celebrate together as a church. Okay? So I'm going to ask the ushers and those that are serving to come on up. We're going to serve the bread and the cup at the same time. And so just take one and hold it and just pass it on. And, um, and we'll celebrate together. Let me pray for our time. God, we are grateful for all that you've done. Lord, I already know that this time of celebration brings uh, joy to you, as someone mentioned. It brings joy to your ears to hear us. Reflect on who you are and what you've done in our lives. Thank you for the way you walk with us. Sometimes we can't see it or feel you, but you're there. Thank you for that. Thank you for uh, providing for us, not forgetting us, but for rescuing us, delivering us, and bringing eternal life to us. And more importantly, for bringing us into a relationship with you. And thank you for uh, giving us a chance to say thank you with this service. In Jesus' name, amen.
our time celebration the bread this is the body of Christ broken for you
It's the blood of Christ shed for you. Mark, do we have announcements before we dismiss them? I'm sure we have some. It's a great way to finish the Advent season. Don't you think? We've spent the last month focusing on anticipation, the coming of the Lord, celebrating Christmas Eve together. And we wanted to finish our, kind of wrap up the Advent season by just celebrating all that God has done, celebrating together um, for the year. And thank you for sharing, for being transparent. Next Sunday, we begin a... Um, begin another series. Uh, we're going to, I'm going to invite you into a conversation that we've been having with the elders and the staff. We've been focusing on the mission of God and what is DCC all about and where are we going and what is our responsibility in Summit County. So we're going to start a series where we're going to look at the story in which we find ourselves, the grand narrative of what God is doing, and try to locate DCC within that story, that narrative. So we have a sense of what, we, what we're about and where we're going. So we've been talking about it for, I don't know, four or five months, something right. like that. Right. And, uh, so are we going to pass out those shirts that have the universe and then the you are here done on it? No, <laughs> we should do but that's that. a good idea. It's we a good idea. Yeah. yeah, DCC, <laughs> you are here. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> we've had a lot of fun in this discussion, the staff and elders. So we're going to invite you into that on Sunday mornings for uh, several weeks. We're going to be talking about that. So Very what do we good. have? Something and then fun. there's just some nice pastries and some uh, goodies back there, some coffee if you'd like to hang out. We've actually got a few tables set up in the, in the commons area. And we want you to hang out. We would love for you to do that because we're letting out of you out of here a little bit early, depending on which service you thought you were coming to. <laughs> and uh, it's just a, it'll be a great time to just get to know each other, spend a few minutes with each other, say hello, and, and hang out together. You're dismissed. Go in peace. Have a great week.
Spirit of the child, dry every tear. May your doubts they disappear. Bow your head and unbended knee. Hear the story once again. The child grew up to wear a cross. The child grew up to pledge a life. Sam. 